Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Joaquin, I'm out here with Apollo Tester, wide receiver for the Patriots. You guys had one heck of a game tonight. Uh, how'd it go? I mean, it was going a little back and forth. You guys knew it was going to be a tough dogfight out there, and it was. So what were you guys able to do to come back and win this thing? All right, well, at first we started slow. We started real slow. And, you know, that's all right. That's okay because sometimes in life you're going to start slow. That's okay. We, we, we told ourselves, hey, we're going to start slow. We're going to keep going fast. We're going to start slow, but we're always, always going to finish fast. No matter what the score was, we're going to finish hard. We're going to finish fast. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. They had us. We weren't defeated, but they had us. But it took guts. It took an attitude. That's all it takes. That's all it takes to be successful is an attitude. And that's what our coach told us. He said, he said, hey, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. You're going to go out there. You're going to battle. You're going to fight. You're going to do it for one. You're going to do it for one another. Do it for each other. You're going to do it for yourself. You're going to do it for us. And you're going to go out with this win. And we believe that. We truly did. And it, it's an awesome feeling. It's an awesome feeling when you truly believe that you're going to be successful. Regardless of the situation, regardless of the scoreboard, you're going to be successful because you put in all the time, all the effort, all the hard work, and you know that it's going to pay off. And if it doesn't pay off, you continue to give God the glory. If you still lose the game, you continue to get each other's back. And, that, and that's what we realized. Win or lose, we realized that we were going to be all right. And it's going to be okay. We're going we're gonna to keep smiling. It was awesome. Awesome. Paul's always got a smile on his face. Talk about awesome. attitude. This guy's got attitude. Awesome. You guys can't tell. Uh, we met earlier this week, and uh, this was the enthusiasm I saw. It's the mindset. Yes, ma'am. Hey, you can do anything you put your mind to. Never give up on your dreams. Keep smiling. No matter what you're going through, if you fall down, just get up. If you can't get up, your friends are there to help you up. Your mom is there. Your daddy's there. God's there. Hey, I'm there to help you up. You're there. It's going to be all right. Just keep smiling, man. Man, along with all the football highlights you guys have gotten tonight, some motivational speaking courtesy of Apollo. Once again, it is Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That could only mean one thing. It is time for the most innovative, interactive show here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in. You are locked in to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. The phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646 646- Four seven eight zero three five six. This is an interactive show. We ask that you not just listen to the show, but be a part of the show. Participate in tonight's discussion. There's a couple of ways you can do that. You can log into our chat room. Our chat room is always open and interactive. Create a profile for yourself and participate in the show. Uh, you can also hit us up. If you're on Facebook, go to Facebook.com backslash dead end sports like our page become a fan of the page that way you can keep up with everything that's going on with dead end sports uh, if you're on the internet check out our website deadendsports.com if you're on twitter hit us up at dead end sports follow us on twitter at dead end sports you can also follow us individually follow b at bz430 you can follow my man fifo at fifo247 you can follow me, yours truly, 
12 Kyle, the number one, two, K-Y-L-E. And you can follow Ken at K-B-I-N-G-E. Remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash Sports. You can also check us out if you have an Android or iPhone. Go to Stitcher Radio. Just download the Stitcher application from your application store on your phone for free. Upload it and listen to Dead End Sports at your leisure. Also, leave us a review if you're on Stitcher as well. Uh, Five-star reviews are definitely acceptable. Uh, If you're on iTunes, we're on iTunes as well. Download us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and please, ma'am, please, sir, leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. Five-star ratings are always preferable. Again, the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. I will not be doing this show tonight alone. Of course, you know I'm going to be bringing in the crew. Uh, First and foremost, let's bring in the beat maker of the crew. He hails from the D. He hails from Detroit. Let's bring in the beat maker, my man, Beezy. B, what up? What up, though? What up? What up, though? What up, though? Go Lions, go Tigers, let's go! <laughs> I'm happy. This is a good. This is a good weekend. You didn't say go Pistons. Uh, season haven't started yet. Season haven't started. Yet. You know what I, mean? like, I, can't, I can't say go Pistons if they're not doing anything right. You know what I mean? So right, right, true, with, true, Lions, true. Lions got W, and, and, and Tigers got a crucial, crucial series win against the Royals right now. To hopefully have it keep this lead in the AL Central. No doubt, no doubt. And next, got to bring in the Professor X of the crew. He hails right here from the ATL, my man Ken. Ken, what up? Hey, 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 hey what's up, man, Kyle? What's, what's going on, man? Uh, Chilling, man. What's up with you? Man, you know, I, man, I spent most of my day. Look, this is why you guys want to follow me on Twitter, at KVN. Um, I spent most of my day, man, trying to figure out who this young lean guy is. And I got all of these weird responses like, he's the future. One was, he's God. No, he's not. And he raises not. well, and, no. and he dresses better than his music. But really, no. the best one that could probably sum it all up is that somebody said he's the white little B. Look, I haven't listened to the music yet, <laughs> and, and, and I will, but I keep seeing this stuff about young Lean and I'm like, who is Young Lean? Young I, I don't have yet. You know who he is, B? Yeah, I mean, I, I YouTube him like a couple of weeks ago because I kept hearing his name and I and then like I couldn't get through the first like 20 seconds. I was done. Is so, that bad? You, 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 you're not missing nothing, but I mean, hell, y'all like little riff rap, so I mean, y'all don't know y'all like him. Y'all, y'all, like, y'all might like him, I don't know, but it, it's definitely not my cup of tea. Definitely. Hey, it's always gonna come back to riff rap for you, huh, B? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, because when, when you when you look at him, you'd be like, dude, you really rapping this way? Are you serious? It's like it's like when I look at him, I'm like, oh, oh, is, this guy, is this guy really for real? So. I don't know if y'all if y'all hell I don't know what to expect if y'all gave River Rap a shot y'all might get this through the shot I I have no idea. Well, you know what I will check him out and, and see what this guy's about. I already have it on my phone, so I'm gonna listen to it. But anyway, let me jump right into it, man, real quick. The hip hop album of the week, man, is too short. Short okay. dogs in the house. Yeah, I'm taking it back, man. I I, I felt like I need to kind of give the people some goodness. So, you know, I, I think people just need to really go check out this uh, bona fide certified classic 
the ghetto, short but funky. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was a too real. Short. I mean, well, you know what, man? To be honest, if you're a too short fan, you didn't have to be a too short fan. Too short put together some solid albums. I mean, like yes, 16, 17 yes, albums. I mean, yes, so you know, you you be hard pressed to find a dud out of get, all of those get albums. Where you put out. Yeah, exactly. with, uh, producer Ant Banks, man, he was so slept on, man. Slept, slept on West Coast producer Ant Banks. Hey, B, B, yeah. I think that might be my favorite Too Short album. I cannot tell. Yeah, it is. Why do you think I, I named it? Yeah, 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 same why here. Think, uh, why, do you, why do you think I named it first? Get <laughs> in where you fit in. That, 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 that. He, he, the backdrop was like the city the city skylight, and he had on like the mm-hmm. pants, the pimp hat. So, yeah. That's yeah. my favorite album. That's my favorite, I mean, that's man. My favorite Too Short album. No doubt, no doubt. We're definitely going to, and, and our, our boy FIFO is, he's coming through in a second. He's running a little bit behind, but we're going to get it cracking. Uh, the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, you are locked in to Dead End Sports. Um, man, so much has happened, and, and, and you know what's weird is that uh, each week uh, we, we leave the show, and we we when we end the show, you know, I'm always thinking like, Damn, well, what are we going to talk about next week? And then something happens. <laughs> I mean, so you, we, we definitely, um, it definitely varies from week to week, obviously. Um, actually, before we get started, let's, let's bring it up. My man, FIFO, FIFO's on live. FIFO, what up, what up? Yo, yo, what's good, Kyle? Chilling, man. What's up with you? Man, I'm good, yo. Another day, another Man, we get ready to get it cracking, man. Get ready to get it cracking. Um, let's start, man. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, man, it, it was disclosed... Uh, on Friday, a, a report from outside from ESPN's Outside the Lines that gave a full detail, uh, a detailed report citing over 20 sources that the Baltimore Ravens not only had prior knowledge of the Ray Rice tape, but they knew it blow for blow, step for step. Uh, apparently, the the uh, the tape was uh, informed. The Ravens' head of security was informed by New Jersey Casino Police about the details of the events that happened inside the elevator as the uh, people at the casino, the casino police were actually looking at the, uh, the actual video as they were giving them a detailed description as to what happened in it. Now, of course, if you believe the Baltimore Ravens, the Ravens say that they never saw the tape. They knew that they didn't even know that a tape existed until we saw it uh, back a few weeks ago when TMZ released the tape to the world. So... It's got uh, a lot of people hot <laughs> and heated right now. Um, obviously, if you remember, if you recall, on Friday, uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell went before the media, finally coming out of hiding uh, after a, a, a nine-day stint uh, somewhere secluded, uh, free from the public's view. And Goodell pretty much, you know, depending on who you ask, pretty much stumbled and stammered throughout a uh, press conference, not really answering any questions, just talking about proposals and what he wanted to do going forward as far as how they dropped the ball in, in, in the Ray Rice case and this domestic violence issue uh, or issues that are floating throughout the uh, the, uh, the NFL. So I'll start right there with you, B. Um, do you think the Ravens saw the tape and then persuaded Roger Goodell not to come down hard on Rice? Man, at this point, I don't even know what the heck to believe because, you know, the Ravens owner reporting something, something saying something else, and then, and then you know, Roger Goodell is saying something, and but ESPN is reporting something different. It's like, man, at this point, I'm just getting sick of this crap. But um, I think, oh, man, it, it, I, think, I think 
they did, yeah. Ravens did have it, and they did they did persuade it to give it to um, you know Roger Goodell. That's why I think this is crazy. There's no way the NFL could not have got a hold of that tape before all this went down. But I still think that yeah, Ravens had it. They knew what they saw, and I think yeah, they were right. I think they did try to uh, try to come at you know hey, Roger Goodell, man. You know he did this. You know take a light on him. Go go light him on in the sense he's one of our best running backs. You know our best player, our star running back of the team. You know, so let's you know try to try to do this. You know, do this before it. So, yeah, man, I, I think it's it some shadiness. Whatever is done in the dark is gonna come out to light. So I think it's really some really shady business going on right here. And if Roger Goodell is on the wrong end of the stick on this, hey, heads gonna have to roll, baby. They gonna have to roll. It's, it's gonna have to go. They gonna have to go. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I got. You, if you fall down, you got your <laughs> you got your mom, your dad. That was so funny. Uh, that was that was so hilarious. But yeah, I, I think yeah, I just think um, Ravens tried. I think the owner, and I think he's getting kind of backtracking too. I think he's he's about to get caught up in some stuff. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, because he's just like reporting something else, and you're like, well, wait a minute, why is ESPN or Roger Goodell is saying something different from what you're saying? So yeah, I I, I, I just think he thought it takes. He he tried to go to the you know either Roger not either Roger Goodell himself but whoever you know near Roger Goodell the security or whoever staff and was like yo look I got this video you know Ray Rice blah blah blah, blah you know just he you know get this to Roger Goodell and make sure this don't you know just stay on the hush hush or whatever and you know give him a two game suspension whatever and and we'll keep moving on and in some way I don't know how the video ended up getting out to the public and we all saw it and everybody lost their mind so ah yeah I think it's some shady stuff going on with that owner that's what I think. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, FIFO? Uh, do you think the Ravens, uh, you know, it, because keep in mind, Steve Bashotti and the other owners, they Roger Goodell actually works for them. So do you think yep. he made a phone call to say, hey, you know, maybe they saw the tape and, and they decided to say, okay, well, hey, can you go, lean, uh, uh, you know, lean in on him? Well, what do you think happened there? You know, honestly, I don't know if the the Baltimore Ravens or anybody in the NFL really saw the tape, but I do believe that they received the tape because that to me that's asinine that you are the NFL and you are not able to get the tape. And if you request it and you are still not able, you are the NFL, you pretty much get what you want. You have the top three TV ratings on on our national televised, like, on TV, like you have the top three. Sunday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, Monday Night Football are the top three most watched TV shows in America. So mm-hmm. you mean to tell me you don't have the power? Of course they did, and I think that they had the tape. Now, who saw it? That she said, she said. But I do think that they tried to reduce. I think that, that the Ravens did put in a good word for Ray Rice because not just because he was the face of the franchise at one point in time and because he was their star running back, but mainly because everything that Ray Rice has done in the community, everything that Ray Rice stood for prior to this wasn't negative. And you don't mm-hmm. necessarily want to punish somebody so harshly on their first time. Honest, obviously, it's egregious what he did. And if you see the tape, I think that he should have got at least six to eight games, you know, personally. You know, indefinite suspension, I said it the first time when we talked about this. I thought that that was a little too harsh, in my opinion. Now, I'm not condoning his actions whatsoever, but at the end of the day, what Ray Rice did was wrong. What I think the Baltimore Ravens didn't want to punish him as harshly the first time, and I think that they met with Roger Goodell. I think that's how Roger Goodell came out with two games 
and it pretty much surprised everybody. And I think that is just a lot of BS, smoke and mirrors, that they're saying that they didn't have knowledge of the tape, they didn't have access to the tape. No, you had the tape. You had the tape. Somebody in the NFL had the tape. Somebody. We don't know who. But just like in the video that we're going to drop, so make sure you watch Dennis Sports on YouTube as well. I, I said that there as well. Like, you can't tell me that somebody did not have this tape. It's it just, it's incomprehensible. That, that, that's impossible. Somebody had this tape, and somebody exactly. saw it. Somebody yep. saw it. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, Ken? What, what's your take on it, man? Well, um, <laughs> you know, TMZ, they're like, the, the ratchet version of news, but, you know they'll go out and they'll they'll get the damning evidence against you, right? And outside the lines, to me, is the complete opposite. They'll get the same type of information, but they'll do it in a journalistic way. So they'll cite all of these sources and they'll dig through piles and piles of of interviews and, and conversation and different reports and they'll put together this this piece. And most of the time when outside the lines report something, it 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 tends to be on the up and up. Right. So when this article came out and they basically painted this whole picture, this this sequence of events from the beginning to the end, well basically until now of what happened what transpired from what we knew in the public and what they knew behind the scenes, I am inclined to believe outside the lines. I don't think these guys who believe in journalism integrity so much will put their reputation on the line so this way. They just they just don't. Um, so man, I, I and and this 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 article, man, it's it's crazy. Because it's extremely long and it's extremely detailed, but there are a couple of things that that really stood out to me, and I think it goes back to to whether we're saying somebody in the NFL saw the tape, and we know that there have been sources citing that someone indeed saw the tape that signed for it. Well, according to this outside the lines report, that somebody worked for the Ravens organization. Right. We don't know who it was, but. Whoever it was described in detail what happened inside that elevator. And then they also said, look, they had to get – I'm looking at it right now. I was told they had to get better for Ray Rice or he's going to get cut. Like, I don't think anybody would just make that up. And the amount of detail and, and descriptions that they – the amount of detail that they have in this article, I, I, I don't think that everybody would conspire to make that up because – Essentially, what you're doing is you're bringing down the Ravens organization if you start start talking and, hey, that's your job. You know what I'm saying? So why would you do that? Why would you conspire to do something along those lines? So to me, if you ask me, did somebody see this tape, I believe that somebody in the Ravens organization saw this tape. Now, whether Buscotti and, and, every, and Cass and all those guys – I don't know, but they may have been told what was on the tape from the right. person that bought the tape. So, again, it goes back to plausible deniability. 
It's something that they, it's a game that they play in politics. They did it on 24 all the time when the president didn't want to have anything doing anything. He was sending his henchman to go do the, do the job, right? And that way, that if anything went down, they could take the blame and the guys up top would be basically, you know, exonerated. They, you, I didn't see it. I didn't know what was going on. This was a, a black ops job, right? So I, this, that, that's kind of what I believe. Somebody saw that tape and was like, look, you don't need to watch this, but I'll tell you what happened. And right. they told him what happened in detail. And, and those got, and that's why the lawyers decided to try to make the moves that they made because they knew that that was a way they could cover this up. So right mm-hmm. now what's unfolding is the cover-up that the Ravens organization was implementing from the onset of this whole Ray Wright fiasco. And it, it shows that there's one thing that matters in, 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 in the NFL, and that's winning. And and that and and that's it. They and and, and they're you know based on the report also that and, and people already spoke on this. Ray Rice he, he he's loved in the community. He did a lot for the community. He's 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 purple all day. And the people, the upper management, loved him for that. So and, and you know they wanted to keep the guy. And 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 that was it, man. So yeah, I believe somebody saw the tape, and and I believe Harbaugh wanted. Or knew what happened, and Harbaugh was like, "We, we he got to go. He has to go, and somebody backed him up." But again, kind of what you guys were saying earlier, Harbaugh works for the organization, so right. he had to come out and do what he was told to do, whether or not he agreed with it or not. So he had to figure out different ways to word it in order to kind of give himself a pass if all of this broke out later on down the line, like it has. So. Yeah, man, I, I think somebody saw that tape, and and, and if somebody saw that tape, and it, and say for instance, it is Biscotti and Cass, what do you do to them? Right, they're the owners of the team. You're not gonna fire them. You know what I'm saying? So it, this whole thing, this whole situation, is extremely complicated because we're talking about them, and we're talking about, according to this, this report, them going to Goodell and saying, "Hey, man, look." <laughs> uh, this is what happened. This is what we were told would happen. It's pretty bad. You know, give him a slap on the wrist and, and let bygones be bygones. Let's try to get past this. And it sounds like that may have been what happened. So, that's yeah, no, I agree, man. I think it's, uh, I think it's, like you said, Ken, it's, it's complicated, especially if you get, if you get wind that the owners or the owner knew about it. Um, I think, I think the Ravens, at the very least, I think the Ravens saw this tape, and I think they leaned on Roger Goodell to say, "Hey, man, you know, hey, hey just throw us a bone, man." We we saw even let let's give if if and I'm not willing to give Roger Goodell the benefit of the doubt because I think he saw the tape too. But let's say if he didn't see it, I think Bashadi leaned on him and said, "Hey, I saw the tape. You know, let's give let's let's cut Ray some slack. You know, blah 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 blah." I don't think that it was it was anything where they felt as if. Uh, they should push it even further because they knew, you know, what what could be the the end result from it. Um, the bottom line is is that, and I see the the chat the chats in the chat room talking about TMZ. The bottom line is the NFL never thought that this would get any further than it got. They, I mean, I don't know how smart the the suits are in, in the league office, but that hotel where where that that the casino where it, it took place, where this incident took place. I knew it was closing, and I don't even live in Atlantic City. So 
conventional wisdom would tell you that if you know a hotel, that this casino is closing, you probably should talk to somebody in security. Hey, you know, before you guys close, I'll I, I throw you two grand. Give me two grand. Let me get my hands on that tape. And that way you, you assure that the tape never gets out. But the NFL, I mean, they, they didn't care. They, they didn't care at all. And, and so I think it's just right now it's about everybody covering their ass. And I think if Roger Goodell has to, he will throw anybody he can under the bus to save his job. Steve Bashotti owns the Ravens. He's not going to lose his job, but he could lose a lot of money behind this. It remains to be seen how things are going to play out. Let's read a couple of comments from Twitter, and then we'll jump to the phone lines. Um, let's see here. My man Niner Drew on um, Twitter said, of course they did. He's saying, of course they knew about it. Uh, my man uh, Dick Grayson on, on, uh, on Twitter, he said, the second one, no. After the first one, maybe. But I don't think they saw the second one that early. Um, my man Joshua Jones on uh, Twitter said, uh, we'll never find out the real story, so it doesn't matter. Uh, this becomes a non-related uh, news story if the media just moves on. I don't think it's I don't think it's just that simple, Josh. I, I, I don't think this is good. this definitely isn't going away anytime soon. Um, and, and our boy Q, the six man, he said he, he was I guess responding to FIFO's comment. He said an indefinite uh, suspension is reasonable punishment because this ain't the first time he hit her, and I assure you of that. And Goodell is a liar too. <laughs> So keep the comments coming. Right now, let's jump to the phone lines. Let's jump to area code 913. You're on live with Dead End Sports. What's your name and where you calling from? Uh, my name is Deshaun Everett. I'm calling from uh, Kansas, uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Deshaun, I know what's I'm going completely, on, brother? I'm, it's Deshaun, but I'm, no, I'm completely Deshaun, off. I'm sorry. I know I'm completely off topic, but I watch y'all Dead End Hip Hop like, uh, album reviews. And I don't, I don't know. I felt like that if I called, because I didn't know y'all, I didn't know y'all did this till today. I felt like if I called and had and like spit something for y'all, y'all would, y'all would, y'all would recognize me. I'm up and coming, starving, angrily. But I, I guess it's, I might, this might be the wrong platform. Like, do y'all, do y'all do this? Do y'all do your album reviews? Uh, well, uh, yeah. This, this is a uh, well, yeah. This is really just a uh, sports, yeah, sports show. But um, but man, you know what? I, I'm 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 in a good mood tonight, and I know. Uh, so you know, uh, go ahead and 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 do what you do, man, and and we'll we'll pass judgment uh, later on, okay? Alright. This is the King James, but the newer version. So flip through this Bible, and people they stand idle and watch who you idle. Even snakes grip rifles. Don't let them fool you. Take our educated fools to schools and show our pro tools before they smoke you. Cause dudes will approach you. Didn't know, let me coach you. Trust to get you killed. Love leads the homicide. Battle me, lyrical suicide. Do or die, you and I. Split this up like the apartheid. Label me the harsh god. That's my fault. That lived through his third dot. Word to I lie. Nappy headed Farrakhan, whose words is hair running from Iran. I'm still racing from Pastor Mason. Shaka punched to Jason cause he's racist. And every rapper hates it, but it's ancient. Read a hieroglyphs from my mind. Rose from the split like giving gift to spit. So I rip, can I kick, kick flows like Master Bruce. Don't wanna touch a message shoot. Give me the loot, give me the loot. Yeah, we two live crew, so what you want to do? Make a smart move, because this king got pawns, and they will move. There All right, cool, man. That's, that's, that's what's up, man. Shoot us a, a link to a SoundCloud something to the Twitter account, and, uh, uh-huh. and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll check it out. All right. Thank you, hey, much, Hey, thanks love. for calling in, man. No problem. Peace. All right, so oh, no, hey, hey, Kyle, Kyle, <laughs> wait, wait, Kyle, Kyle, hold on. Before you yeah. even get started, listen, I, listen to every one listener right now. Do not call in asking to rap. We, this, this, <laughs> this is a lifetime. 
situation because we've never encountered this before. But I'm telling you, yeah. now, not call it, it won't happen. Kyle has full authority to hang up. I'm sorry. We're not dealing with this anymore. This has nothing to do with him, but we're just saying we're going to cut this out right now before <laughs> this even becomes a problem. <laughs> Don't <sighs> do it. Hey man, only, only when y'all come around, man. Nobody, nobody's never called my show and tried to rap. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <sighs> hey man, but All props right. to Deshaun, man, for calling in. I, I know it still takes some guts. Um, yeah. He was rapping kind yeah. of fast. So I really couldn't tell you what he said, but um, yeah, you know, hey, thanks for listening, Deshaun. I don't know how. I mean, we've been doing the show for a year. I'm not sure when he started listening or found out that we had a sports show since we've been doing it for a year. But, um, yeah. Hey, thanks for calling in anyway, bro. Uh, 646-478-0356 is the phone number to call in, the place where you cannot rap. But you can definitely get in some sports talk right here at Dead End Sports. Um, man, so, it, like I said, there's so much stuff going on. We we, we, we touched about talked about the Ravens. Um we got into some discussion about Jameis Winston. Uh, if you're <laughs> familiar with uh, the Jameis Winston story, uh, Jameis Winston, how, uh, I was going to say Hall of Fame, uh, Florida State quarterback um, was suspended for <laughs> a meme, for mimicking a meme in the Florida State Student Union. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a meme is, there's an internet viral internet video of this guy who yells, uh, fucker right in the pussy. And that's what he says. And Jameis Winston got up on a table in the student union and said that multiple times to the top of his lungs. Uh, Florida State decided to suspend Jameis Winston for uh, half of their game against Clemson this past Saturday. Uh, Florida State came out Friday and said that, hey, we're going to make it a full game because Winston wasn't forthcoming in all of the events that led up to that blah 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 so me and ken and i we ken and i started talking about it and uh we were going back and forth and so we decided to definitely bring it to the show so the question i have and i'll start first with you fifo should and florida state by the by the way won a very close game against clemson on saturday barely beating in florida state's obviously number one in the nation clemson's a big rival um should Florida State have benched Jameis Winston for a half, a game, more than a game, or not benched him at all, and why? Mm. Um, I'm probably going to go with a half um, because, obviously, those are obscenities. Um, you don't – look, it's on the Internet. You know, if you put it on the Internet, I think that's a little bit different. He's not the only one. He's 20. I don't agree with necessarily punishing – a 20-year-old for being part of the crew. But I also understand that you are a Heisman Trophy winner. You are the number one ranked team in the nation, and that bears some type of responsibility. And I think that's the reason why you have to at least give them a half. A game, I'm really not going to go, you know, and argue that too, too much. But at the same time, I just, I don't like all the media backlash that he's getting for it. Because at the end of the day, he is a kid, and it is a bad decision. It's not stealing crab legs. And if he's not, and, 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 and let's get this straight, right? I'm not 100% sure, but I, I'm, I thought that he wasn't the only one doing and saying it. So it's not like it's only Jameis Winston up there just doing this. 
I w- I'm under the impression that it's more people. So if him and his classmates, football players, and all of that are also partaking. No, it's just him. Oh, it was just him? Just him. Well, at the end of the day, a half a game, I think, was enough. Okay, okay. What about you, uh, uh, Beasy? Uh, what, what's your take on it, man? Should Winston have gotten a game, a half game, a game, more than a game, or should he have not been benched at all? Um, I think if anything, I think should, it should have went with the original. Maybe one, you know, the half, you know, the one half. I, I think, I think the game was a little, I think a little, a little extreme. Uh, you know, I understand if you want to make him, you know, give him a, a punishment, but I think you should at least give him like a kind of like a smack on the hand or or a small little whooping and just let him sit out in the half and let him sink it in and and, and you know be like, damn. Because, you know, again, like I said, I think I was agreeing. I was somewhat like 50 50 with you and Ken's argument. Like, yeah, the dude is 20 years old. Man, when I was 19 and 20, uh, you know, and then on top of that, you you know, you got women flocking at you, you the housing trophy winner. So, yeah, you're you you, you you're gonna be smelling yourself. But as a 20 year old, I know I'm gonna be smelling myself if I'm a, if I'm one of the top, you know, basketball players in the, in the country and I'm playing ball. I'm 20, 19, 20 years old at, at a university. You know, yeah, I kind of understand that. But then on the flip side, yeah, of course, now, now that I'm this particular spotlight athlete, you know, I know I, I have to be careful when I do certain things because of the little things, especially in today's social media, maybe in the 80s or whatever, early 90s, I can get away with it. But in today's social media, you know, stuff is a little bit, you know, kind of way out of proportion. You know, sometimes you can just go out and say, hey, what's going on, B, how you doing? And then that's going to be headline news on ESPN. Damon Winston called an old lady a bitch, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, in today's, I can understand why, you know, I can understand your point, Kyle, but the Cam's, the Cam's point, I'm like, okay, y'all, I'm, I'm more of that because I picture myself being that age, having that much spotlight on me. And, and yeah, I will be a 20-year-old wreck, too. It'll probably take me a couple of years before I understand and mature and, and get it. But, you know, as a 20-year-old, I'm going a, I'm to a do what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's different. But I can understand your point, Kyle, for the social media aspect of the situation. But I think only a half. He should have he It should have still been a half. I was shocked when I heard a game. I'm like, damn, they, they did a game? So, you know. Hey, it is what it is. You can't. They, 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 Florida State got. You know, I ain't gonna say they got lucky. They probably did, but they, 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 they got away with a victory without them. So you know, hopefully, I ho- like. And I tweeted this. I hope Jamin Winston learned his lessons after all this mess. I know he was hurting on the sideline, not not being able to go out there and try to help his team get that win. So hopefully, this will be the last time we hear something from him. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not because, like, again, the dude is 20 years old. But at the same time, I think he should like understand. Like, yo, look. I'm the highest trophy winner. I got to set the example. I got I got little kids, young kids looking at me. You know what I'm saying? So in a role model type figure as a college player. So just be a little bit more careful, Jamie Winston. And I hope you learn your lesson from this. That's a good take. That's a good take. What What about you, FIFO man? Um, Winston, what, what's your take on it? You went to FIFO first. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went to FIFO already. Yeah. Uh, Ken, Ken, what, what's your what's your take on it? Man, y'all, yeah. look. Hey, B, let's, let's just call it what it is, bro. They got lucky. They yeah. got lucky <laughs> as hell. Because that game was over. Because uh, McGuire turned into a cowboy. And as soon as after he hit that touchdown to, to Rashad Green, I, he, he was like, oh, man, I'm about to do it. And he, he, 
he got a little, he started feeling himself and he threw that pick and and uh and, and it it was a wrap and Jameis had this look on his face because he knew what was about to come because they were going to tear him up and the media and 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 he would have to listen to that. So yeah, B, they got lucky. And and I'm in agreement, man. I think that let's just look, man. No politics, no BS. We're gonna keep it real, man. FSU, they punked out. You know what I'm saying? They punked <laughs> out the pressure of what happened of of the media weighing down on them. Look, this yep. is your your organization. You make the rules. You make the call. If you felt that half a game was was good enough, then you stick to half a game. Because you know what? Just like people said, if I see that this kid, if, if I understand why he did it, and it's this big popular meme that's circulating among the young crowd, so you know, then I can understand why he would get up and, and shout something, some vulgar obscenities like that. Because, like he said, who hasn't done dumb stuff as a kid? Regardless of whether or not we know that they're dumb stuff or whether or not you're supposed to be this role model or this upstanding citizen in the community because other people are looking at you. I can speak to that because my grandfather was a reverend. Had a, had a, he had a name in the city of Meridian and was well known. And as, as everybody knows, my last name of Ken is a very uncommon name for black Americans. So if I got in trouble or if I did anything, they can immediately trace it back to my family's lineage, especially that in the city, because my grandfather goes to church, he fought civil rights, and he did all of this stuff. So when you saw our name, you knew who it was, and you knew who his grandfather was, who his dad was, who his grandmother was, everything. So for me, that pressure was weighing down on me, and I knew that if I did anything wrong, to end up in the newspaper or to end up in trouble like I did, then I knew that that would impact how I'm perceived as well as how others are perceiving me in addition to how the family is perceived because now they got this wild kid that don't know how to act. But guess what? I still did dumb stuff anyway because I'll say this peer pressure is a mother. And regardless of what tonight you know you're supposed to do something the right way you're going to, the right way or not, you will more than likely choose the wrong way depending on how, depending on how many times you get in trouble. But look, I've been in trouble a lot, so more than likely I always chose the wrong way. And eventually I grew up and matured and I started making better decisions. So in this particular situation, Jameis Winston was caught in a situation where he's a 20-year-old kid in college, extremely popular like people and being said, and everybody's looking at him and throwing themselves at him, and woo, James, you're the guy, you're the man, woo, 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 and all of a sudden, you know, hey, I am, and this meme is funny, and I'm going to jump on the table, and I'm going to say this because this is what happens. People just jump up and shout, uh, or just, you know, kind of, you know, you're doing your whole serious thing, and then all of a sudden this guy comes in, and he says this, and ha, 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 it's funny, and everybody gets to kick and laugh out of it, and, but, and I forgot which one of you guys said this, it's a world of social media, and that's how it blew up because people was in there and they saw it. They started tweeting about it, and, and the site saw it, and, you know, they caught up to it, and it became a story. It got cynical. So, you know, they, they're very fortunate that they won that game and uh, because if they would have lost that game, you know, I, I, I think they would have been looking around at themselves and be like, 
Well, we did the right decision. You know, I hope we live for that. You know, at least we look good in the public eye. Nah, man. Make your decision, stick to it, and that's it. Because right now it's pretty much another story. And nobody would have talked about it anyway if he only played half the game. So that's my take. Man, you are crazy. You are crazy. Let me tell you something, Ken. Hold on, let me turn my music down. Um, I get what you're saying. Now, the, the one part where we agree, let, let me preface my comment by saying that I am the only person on this call call and probably one of the few people listening that is a diehard Florida State fan. I've been a Florida State fan since I was four years old. Okay? So... I care about the program. I like Jameis Winston. But Jameis Winston is a clown. Jameis Winston doesn't get it. At what point in time do you grow up? And and the thing that you kept saying on Saturday was, well, he's 20. He's 20. I don't care about how old he is. He's too, He's old enough to know better. I understand the meme. And, and when I saw the meme on the, on the Internet, I thought it was funny. Because that's an older guy. But you are the... Heisman Trophy winner, dog. You can't be in the student union yelling that on the top of a table. And I heard rumors that, you know, maybe he that he was pledging a fraternity and they put him up to it. Well, you know what? I've never pledged a fraternity, but if I'm the Heisman Trophy winner and they ask me to do it, I'm like, nah, dog, I can't do that. I, 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 I can't do that. I can buck. I don't have to do what you tell me to do. And at some point in time, Jameis Winston has to get it. He doesn't get it. And I'm sick and tired of Florida State as a university making excuses for himself, making excuses for him. Ken, you said, okay, well, you know, it should have been a, it should have been a half game. That's BS. If they were playing Rocky State, he would have got a full game. They only gave him a half no, game because they knew that, that that we would have a hard time. When I say we, I'm speaking as a fan. That Florida State would have a hard time beating Clemson if he sat the whole game. But you know what? The pressure came, and Jimbo Fisher, the head coach, he he he, he fell victim to the pressure. He fell victim to the pressure, so they said, okay, let's go ahead and sit him in the whole game. And they had their fingers crossed because Florida State got lucky, extremely lucky during that game. Because, <laughs> save for a bunch of, a, a couple of bad kicks, Clemson should have won that game. And that's, and that's on Clemson. And Clemson is a young team, and I think they're going to bounce back, and I think they're going to be they're going to finish the season strong. But no, they should have won that game, and Florida State should have lost. And yeah, Jameis Winston would have gotten all of the blame. And here's here's what I go back to: you said he's 20. He had a BB gun incident uh, when he, his freshman year, where he shot a BB gun into a window, broke some windows, or something like that. I can chalk that up as being 20 years old, or being 19, or however old he was when that happened. Obviously, we know about this rape allegation, which is still under investigation. He was exonerated from the charges, but the university is still investigating whether or not they broke Title IX laws with that. So he he doesn't get it. And then he had the crab legs incident where he bought a bunch of food at Publix, but he was not charged for the crab legs, and he walked out of Publix knowing full well that he did not pay for the crab legs. At what point do you get it? You're the high, and, and B, you talked about... Yeah, when I was 20, when you were 20, you wasn't a Heisman Trophy winner, and neither was I. But you have to act like you, you, you have to act like you've been there. You have to act like you, like old people say, you got to act like you got some sense. And Jameis Winston just hasn't. And, that, and that's very frustrating, not just for Florida State fans, but college football, because I think genuinely from what I know and what I've heard about him, he's a great student. 
he's a leader on the team. What what are you leading by by standing up in the studio and you're yelling at? Like Fivo said, if it were other students saying that, that'd be different. But you on the top of a table standing and yelling that to the top of your lungs? Are you kidding me? And you're the defending Heisman Trophy winner? No, I'm not passing it off as 20. It, you know, give him a pass because he's 20. You, you give kids passes when they're seven or eight years old. He's old enough to know better. Jameis Winston needs to do better. And Florida State, I'm sick and tired of them making excuses. Ken, you made the point about his age, and, and I'll throw this back to you. Why? Everybody in the world knew that Jameis Winston was suspended for the game. You tell me why Jameis Winston went to the field dressed up in full gear. Please explain oh, that baby. to me. He does not uh, get it. And Jimbo uh, Fisher was looking at him like, are you dumb or stupid? He was, no, he, from, when from you looked at the camera and you saw that look on his face, Jimbo Fisher had to look on his face like, are you dumb or are you stupid? What part of suspended don't you understand? You get suspended for a game, you don't dress out. He was in full gear. So I'll throw that back yeah. to you, Ken, since you made excuses for his, his age. How do you explain Jameis Winston, knowing full well he's been suspended for the whole game, shows up and dresses out? From what I heard, Jimbo Fisher said that he, he found out at the last minute. They didn't Ken, that was announced on Friday, dog. Come on, man. Hey, look, on, man. This is what look, look, I'm not, I'm not at Florida State. This is just what, this is what they're saying. This is what Jimbo Fisher said. Am I going to sit here and call the man a liar? I can't say that. I didn't know he showed up in, in full gear. So, you know, if, if you, you didn't see the game? You didn't I, see the game? No, I, I, missed, I missed the beginning of the game. Okay, well, when no, they came out for warm-ups, Ken, Jameis Winston was in full pads. And he was out there for five right. minutes, and Jimbo Fisher sent him back to the locker room. Speak, let, let, me, let me just let you in on a little secret. Speaking as someone who has been suspended for a game in college football, oh, really? <laughs> you know you're suspended. You don't put your damn pads on. <laughs> I, look, look, I said, look, whatever happened with the passing, I'm not going to hold that against him. I think that's silly. I think that's silly to look at that and try to make judgment against his character because, according to what Jimbo is saying, somebody forgot to tell him that he was spending for the whole game and not have the game, especially when the decision happened late. I don't know. I'm not there. All I know is this. You right now, Kyle, you sound like a 40-year-old dude who forgot what it was like to <laughs> Hey, man, no, I, like I said, I've been there before. I got suspended for a game in college. But I tell you what, I didn't go dressed up to the I – didn't, I didn't – when it was time, they, oh. they gave me my jersey. I didn't go put my pads on because I knew I was suspended for the game. We're not talking about that, though, Kyle. We're not, that's not and, and, and keep in mind, Ken, I wasn't the Heisman Trophy winner. I was at South Carolina State University, a small historically black college. I wasn't, I wasn't the face of my school. There were no 12 jerseys lined up in, in, my, in my bookstore. That's my point that I'm making. Jameis Winston has to know better. I might be the old guy, but I know better. I think I knew better at 20. That's all I'm saying. If you thought you knew better, you wouldn't have got suspended, Kyle. That's the point. Well, we're not going to get into what I, what I got suspended with some bullshit, but that's another story for another day. I'll tell you all about it on my show. 646 Go ahead. Now, here's the thing, Kyle. Johnny Manziel is a Heisman Trophy winner, and he stays in trouble. He stayed in trouble after this Heisman Trophy announcement and all that stuff. The point is that they're kids, dog. Like, I understand that they're Heisman Trophy winners and this, that, and the other, and it comes with this certain way you have to carry yourself and that 
these actions and activities that he's doing, they're embarrassing the trophy and this, that, and the other. But he, here's a, a black kid, and here from Bessemer, Alabama, which I happen to know where that's at. And I understand this is a country kid from Alabama. Let me tell you something about country kids from Alabama. They do the things that Jameis Winston do when they grow up, man. This guy is adjusting to being in a situation where he has to learn how to carry his roles and responsibilities of, A, a Heisman Trophy winner, and, B, a captain, and, C, a future NFL uh, okay, you, you, I, I got you right there, Ken. We, right. we, we so, spent the last three weeks talking about these guys in the NFL getting into trouble. Part of the exactly reason why they get into trouble, Ken, is because people have given them a pass all their life, and especially when they get to college. I'm a firm believer. You and I both fathers, Ken. I'm, I'm a firm we're fathers of sons. I'm a firm believer that if you have a son, and I don't care if you listen to this, I don't care if you don't have a son. If you if 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 a young man if he's not told the word no until he's 22 years old, you failed as a parent. Because the world don't work like that. I don't care how talented he is. I don't care how talented yeah, well, James yeah, Winston yeah. is. Are you serious? You see how many people in the NFL that get passes because they're talented? I, I understand now, it, but I also see guys like T.O. who, 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 who get passes and then the once the talent runs out, they kick him out of the league and you can't get back in the league too. So it goes both well, ways. Yeah, I but, mean, at one but, point in time, Tio was doing sit-ups in his driveway, and everybody was jocking him. But then, when he when he really, really needed a job, he couldn't get one, and he still had the talent to play. But nobody wanted to put up with the headache. That's my point. You can't let these but, guys just slide. And at 20 years old, Jameis Winston knows better. I, I refuse to give him a pass. And like I said, I'm a Florida State fan. I'm not a Miami fan. I'm not a you know. I'm not a Florida fan. I'm a Florida State fan. I'm not gonna give him a pass for that. He knows better. And if he didn't know better, he shouldn't have got up on the table and said it. Big Ben, he knew better. Ray Rice knew better. Uh, Richie Incognito knew better. We can go down the line and everybody that played for Dallas knew better. And then Richie Incognito is the bad example. But, My point but, is but to your point, Ken, there's nobody saying there's nobody saying Richie Incognito should get a pass because he's, he's only 27. All right, but what I'm saying is that, okay, Ray Rice knew better, right? You, uh, there's plenty of players that have been in trouble. Adrian Peters, you can say he knew better. You know oh, what I'm saying? There are plenty of players in the NFL right now that know better at the age of 27 or older or even in, in that range, man. They know better, and they still make mistakes. And they're talented, and they got passes because they're talented. Big Ben got a pass because he was talented, and he was the quarterback. He made a mistake, and he got a pass. People make mistakes. Now, if, if guys that age can make mistakes, are you telling me that a guy that's 20, year old, 20 years old cannot? Because that's what it sounds like you're telling me, is that a guy that, that, that who's having fun in college can't make a mistake. you saying that a guy can't learn to grow up, that he can't mature, that he's supposed to just do that overnight. Is that what you're telling me, Kyle? What I'm, what I'm telling you is, Ken, is that when you're the Heisman Trophy winner, when you got guys like Mel Kuyper Jr., you got these pro scouts. I mean, because technically all Jameis Winston has to do is finish this season healthy, have a good combine, and he's a top ten pick. I think we all we all can agree on that. Outside of that, that's all. And go to class. That's all he has to do. But you want to stand up on the table in the student union and yell that? Come on, man. You know better. 
And, and, and you know, and I guarantee you, Kim, when Jameis Winston's parents heard this, they, that's the same thing they said. Man, you know better. What got into I'm you, boy? Sure they did. I'm pretty sure they just did. Like, just, like your, sure just, like, just like your grandparents, you know people, yeah, when, when you cut up in your hometown, they, they said, don't you know better, Ken? You know our name? Our name rings out in this town. So basically what you're saying is that just with the flip of a switch, a guy that's been acting a certain way for 19 to 20 years of his life, and just overnight, he's supposed to just know how to carry himself. And well, not, not over, overnight, Kim, but that you, you're supposed to mature. I, I guess what I'm saying is ultimately you're supposed to mature. You're the quarterback. You're the leader of the team. At some point in time, you can't hide behind your age. You can't hide behind experience. Step up and be a man. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, he, he's, he's not hiding behind his age. But I think well, that I mean, it sounds like you're hiding for him. I think that we as adults also have to recognize and understand that those are the type of things that happen when you're a certain age. The BB gun incident, I'll give him 20 years old. The, 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 the shoplifting with the crab legs, I'll give him 20 years old. The rape allegations, <laughs> you know, I, it's he, say, she, say. I don't know what happened there. I wasn't there. But this right here, come on, man. I mean, how many more incidents right, does James Winston have to have before he gets it? Because in a minute, he's going to get kicked off the team. Help me out here. Because Tyler (laughs) is two to three different incidences where Jameis Winston should have known better and that, you know, uh, and that after that, he he shouldn't be doing this, that, and the other. So help me out. Guys, when you were growing up, didn't you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but were there a couple of things that you did after you, you – a couple of situations where you found yourself getting into over and over again in spite of you knowing better? Because I can tell you firsthand I did. There were a lot yeah. of things I got into. Oh, yes. I, I, I'm not saying yeah. – I, I agree with that. And yeah. over and over yeah. again. Yeah, I, I agree, but Kim, we're not, what I'm saying is we're not comparing apples to apples because none of us are the Heisman Trophy winner. You're held to a certain standard when you're the quarterback of a team. And so is Johnny Manziel, man, but – but come on, man. Hey, but, you, you but did Manziel get arrested? Did Manziel get accused of rape? It's not the same. And, and, and I, I think we, I think Manziel publicly has been more accepted than Jameis Winston has been. I mean, it is what well, it is. Well, that's, that's a different conversation for another day. But, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. Let's, 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 yeah, we, we're, we're, going, we're but, going in circles. Let's, let's, but, let's move on. Let's agree that, that, that I was right and you were wrong. You can take this to the next video. 646. I have a trophy thing as, as the basis for your argument, man. It's weak, man. No, it's not weak at all. You tripping, man. It's not weak at all. 646-478-0356 is the phone number to call. You are locked in to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. Joined by my partners, my man Ken, Beezy, and FIFO. Hit us up, 646-478-0356. Right now, let's jump to the phone lines. Let's go to area code 804. He's the sixth man. He calls in every week. Our boy Q. Q, what up? Yo, yo, what's up? What's what up, good? what up? What up, Q? Recap good, this week real quick since, uh... Hey man, I actually got got some notes, man. I got some notes for y'all, but um, real talk, like, all right. So we're gonna start with the FSU just real quick. I knew y'all was gonna go at it. I had a feeling y'all was gonna talk about this because I knew Kim was gonna say something. I knew Kyle was gonna be something because he is an FSU fan. So I talked to all my boys, talked to all my old coaches, and literally about out of the eight to ten people that I talked to. Eight of them said, in a vacuum, 
this incident is nothing. In context with what he's done in the past, it means everything. So here's what I'm trying to say is that you've got a rape allegation, which is nothing to mess with. Like, that can ruin a man's life. Literally, with just hearing the word rape and an athlete can ruin your entire career. So, and Roethlisberger is probably the only Houdini I've seen just push that off to the side. So, it's like, it's ridiculous. So, you have Jameis Winston. He is the Heisman Trophy winner. And I'm not even going to, you know, I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to use that term. He's a football player. Plays for FSU. He has this. He has the crab legs. He has the BB gun. And now he has this. It's not the it's not the severity of the other incidents that are like, oh man, this guy's terrible. It's the piling on and it's the annoyances that he's causing his coaches, his teammates, and the organization and the basically the program. So as as a kid, I understand. Like, dude, like people say that shit all the time around here. Like it's it's funny as I don't know what. But when you have certain expectations that you have to uphold and you have, you like, you're trying to make a brand for yourself. That's what you're trying to do when you're an athlete. You have to make a brand for yourself. So, I don't know if y'all saw this, but Tony Dungy, you know, he's very vocal about these type of things. He says, as of right now, I wouldn't draft Jameis Winston. Right. I, I would have and to you, sit And down, that's going to be a sentiment that's going to keep coming as stuff keeps happening. Exactly. He says, I would have to sit down with him, get a face-to-face, and see where his head is at. Because as of right now, every time I, I turn on ESPN, I'm seeing more incidents than highlights. I'm seeing more off-the-field distractions than, you know, touchdown throws. I'm seeing more negative than praise. So that's that for FSU. So I think, in my opinion, I think that he needs to straighten up. The incident was nothing in a vacuum, but in context, he he has to shape up. Let's go into the Eagles game. The Eagles game. Um, Jordan Eagles, Matthews. Uh, Eagles defeated the Redskins. Uh, was it 37-34? defeated the Redskins. Yeah, 37-34. We won by, I guess you could say a field goal, but we didn't kick a field goal to win the game. Uh, Kirk Cousins, man, like I said, I think someone on this show, I'm not going to say no names, said that, no, RG3 is going to be the starter, man. He's he's his guy. No, sir. I said it from the start. Kirk Cousins going to get that job by week four. We're going in into week four. This man throws for 428 yards. What, three, in, uh, three uh, touchdowns? Maybe, I think it was one interception. One interception. Okay, RG3 in his time in the Redskins has never even known for 350. So let's just get that straight. Um, Nick Foles showed extreme toughness. I'm proud of him. Uh, I still don't like him that much, but he came through. He's, he came through clutch for us. So over time, we'll see what happens. Uh, our offensive line is done. We have basically no one but backups in there. That's pretty terrible. So overall, pretty good win, three zero. You know what happened last time we went three zero? We lost to the Patriots in Super Bowl. So hopefully we can do that again. Uh, Steelers game: Jarvis Jones, Ryan Shazier, and Ike Taylor. Yeah. The injuries uh, that that's huge for that defense. I feel for Ike Taylor. He's one of my favorite corners. You know, my dad is still a friend, so you know he was pretty upset about that. And uh, Antonio Brown just keeps cementing why he's in my top five for wide receivers, man. Like this man. Every week, every week, this man is getting touchdowns, bro. He's getting separation from corners, and he's making catches. You know, he's he's in my top five. I'm I'm sorry, Le'Veon Bell will be a future superstar running back. He's his like his patience in the pocket when he when he's waiting for those holes, bro. 
ridiculous. I haven't seen many running backs of his age do that. Not even Eddie Lacy does that. And he's not a finesse back, but Le'Veon can be a power and a finesse back. So that's, he's, he's a hybrid. Um, you know, not much else. You know, NFC East looks pretty weak, man. Cowboys almost lost to a third-string quarterback. Redskins, I think that they will now finish second in the division. Mike Vick needs to start for the Jets. And Russell Wilson. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Russell Wilson, like I've said, in my opinion, better than Andrew Luck. But that's just my opinion. I mean, yeah, I mean, come on, y'all. Like, do y'all see this man on that final drive? Like, do you see that final drive, bro? Like, just perfection. If there is, if there is a textbook way for a quarterback to just clutch a final drive in overtime to win the game, that's it. Like, I've, bro, I'm being so sincere. I've never seen a drive just go so like. So flawlessly for them, and the Seahawks—they they looked uh, they looked a little shaky in the second half. So I'm worried about that defense in the second half of the game. But other than that, man, oh yeah, and, and Michigan looks awful. But you know, shout out to B on that. But anything else, you know, um, shout out to B on that. So you know, there's not really much else, man. The NFC East looks pretty weak. But my Eagles, man, with three and zero. No, I can't say I'm hyped. Eagles are three and zero. They got uh, they got the Forty Niners uh, this weekend, man. What do you, give us an early prediction, man. Who, who do you think pulls it out? San Francisco's one oh, and two. The goodness. Eagles come in three and zero. Who wins, San Francisco or or, uh, or the Eagles? I'm going to go. I'm gonna go with the Eagles. Twenty four to the Forty Niners twenty three. And here's why. I don't trust Kaepernick. <laughs> I don't trust him, bro. I don't trust him. We've been, down, we been down on Kaepernick for about a year now. Hey, Q. Yo. Hey, if you want to see typical Detroit Lions fashion, why, why say mess around and go to New Jer- um, play the New York Jets and lose after beating Green Bay? <laughs> Watch. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They, Lions, they, they know to do this to me sometimes, man. They'll they set you up. They'll be like, oh, man, Lions just be some good thing. And then next week they go and just and just and just and stink up the joint. Watch, I got a feeling deep down oh, that they're gonna they gonna pull off and lose to the Jets next week, man. Watch, watch. Oh, you heard it here first. Hey, Q, hey, we got a couple I, calls uh, behind uh, you, man. We'll we'll holler at you next week, man. Wait, wait, All right, hold on, man. We, man. You know what? Tweet me, bro. Tweet me, cause I, I, I need that from this day, bro. I, I, All right, man. I, you, All right, y'all have a good night. I'll man. let you get away. All right, Q, All right, man. man. Thanks for calling in. Phone number Q calls six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Man, shout out to the six man. Q calls in every week, always brings it when he calls in. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Uh, let's go to area code nine three seven nine three seven. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Yo, what's up? This is uh, Black Fist. Up, how's it going? Black Fist, what's going on, brother? Not much. Hey, what's not good? much. Yeah, um, I just kind of briefly wanted to touch on the whole Jameis Winston table incident. Um, Speak on it. Really, really, it just feels like I agree with Kyle as far as the suspension was warranted for a whole game. And I understand, obviously, the arguments that, you know, he's a kid, he's going to make certain mistakes, things of that nature. But at the same time, and this is kind of also drawing off the Q's argument, really, if you just look at it, I mean, considering the fact that he wasn't exactly charged with sexual right. assault or whatever, but there was an investigation, 
that's one problem. And the fact that the school is still investigating that for Title IX, he shouldn't say that. Just flat out, he shouldn't be saying stuff like that. And it's not exactly, I mean, it's the string of incidents. It's just showing a pattern of non-compliance. It's just kind of showing a series of, you know, this kind of arrogance. And, you know, I guess the thing is, yes, we can't exactly expect, you know, the university to sit here and and turn them from, you know, just a, a certain type of individual to just an upstanding citizen. I mean, that's not necessarily their job. But at the same time, he's got to understand this is Florida State University. This has been here, you know, X number of years, obviously, prior before he got there. And they'll keep carrying on without him. And I hope that's at least the message that he got that, hey, we can still win without you. You know, maybe not championship level or whatever, but we can always recruit another kid that's just as good as you. So I think that's what I hope that, he kind of gets out of this whole suspension and everything, so. Definitely, mm. definitely, definitely. You got anything else for us, Blackfist? No, nah, not not really. I, I guess I, uh, uh, Ken really felt strong about his argument. I guess I just was curious about his thoughts about that argument, and I understand he was kind of comparing, you know, Manziel's situation, and it's actually ironic because, uh, Jameis kind of, I think he had said something to reporters like, if, if I end up like Johnny Manziel, you know, y'all can hit me on top of the head with a microphone or something like that. I guess he said something of that nature. But I, I guess, you know, I, I, I'll I agree to, to I guess, that, that there is some, maybe a double standard between Manziel and Winston, but unfortunately, I think most of Winston's actions uh, when they get into the criminal justice system and when you get serious allegations like that, it's hard to defend him. I think even though Manziel hasn't been mature from Texas A&M all the way to, you know, now being with the Browns. So, you know, but other than that, there's nothing else really I had to speak on. Yeah, you, you know what I, look, when I heard about the situation with, with uh, James Winston, because I, I really liked the kids. And, and and I do hope he get, I hope he gets it together because I, I think he's extremely talented talented and I believe that he can win on the next level. So no you know when I first heard about it, I'll admit I was disappointed because I don't want to see this guy you know cost himself. Well, he already has, so I hope he can repair it. But I don't want to see him see him cost himself a chance to move to the next level because. You know, because of, of, of bad decisions, bad decision-making, right? And, um, and yeah, I'm attributing the bad decision-making to a guy who's learning how to be an adult based on how he was raised and how he grew up. And I think there needs to be, uh, and I hope there are people around him that's keeping him on the right path or trying to get him on the right path. So when I heard about that he was suspended or that he did something, the first thing I was like, damn it. I, and, you know, I was like, man, I'm almost... <laughs> And tired of this guy, I I damn near felt like Kyle because I'm like, man, I'm done with this kid. <laughs> but, but when I saw what he said, and then I did background on what it was and where it came from and his origins, I was like, oh, 
right, that makes sense. Because when I didn't have any content, I was like, much like you guys, rape, rape allegations, they just reopened it again because of uh, Title IX, I believe. Why would you do something like that, so boneheaded at that moment and jump up and do something? That's what I was thinking. That didn't make sense to me. To me, there had to be a reason why. And when I saw the meme, so why, you know, where it came from, I was like, oh, okay, that was stupid, but I get why he did it because it's something that's really popular among the kids. I'm not a kid. I'm not on college campus. I'm not running around just randomly jumping on the classroom saying that. You know what I'm saying? And I, so, so for me, I wouldn't necessarily understand that, but I understand and remember what it was like to be a kid or be a young 20-year-old. Or So I understood the origins of that and why he ended up doing it, whether or not I agree with it or not. Now, I do agree that when you compound all the situations, yeah, it looks bad for him. And considering everything that's going on with the NFL right now, you know, they're not looking for guys to have character flaws like a Jameis Winston. So if he's costing himself, you know, opportunities to be drafted higher, yeah, that that's on him, and he'll have to make that up on the back end because right now he's having to adjust and deal with his newfound success of winning a national championship as a freshman, doing it in grand fashion, and all of a sudden turning up to be the star. I believe that the Cavalier incident, I believe that that was a fraternity thing. I think the thing with the uh, FU and the, the P was a fraternity thing. And going back to what Kyle was saying, that, yeah, if I'm in a pledge in a fraternity, I could say, no, uh, guess what, Kyle? No, you can't. You can't, but you won't pledge because you'll walk away. Yes, you can. Well, you, you can say no. You, you can say no. Try. Right. <laughs> Maybe they want to accept it. Right. You can say no if you want to, but if you want to get into this fraternity, there are certain things that they, they, they require of you. Based on where Trust me, it can't. I, I threw this out to several of my best friends who were in fraternities. Right, they they bucked on a lot of stuff online, and, and none of them right. were in the position right. that Jameis right. Winston and, is and in. You know what? I, I agree, and I've talked to people that are telling me that something different. So, you know, so I'm hearing something completely different. So, anyway, and I know that the rules have changed a lot since we were. Of course, in, of course. So I know now that you have a lot of leeway, but, but you know, mm, not from what I've heard, but anyway. So, uh, but in any event, the fact of the matter is that, you know, and, and the BB gun thing, all this stuff, man, you know, that he's done, it, it, if you look at it individually, it doesn't make sense. But there has to be some reason or logic behind it. Why would a guy that won a national championship still crap land? That don't make sense. We'll never really understand the full story behind that. The rape allegations is something completely different. You know, I don't want to talk about that or speculate on that because it's a serious situation that's involving another female, and I don't want to say who, who's true, who's telling the truth or not. I'll let that play out the way it, it's going to play out. But I think Q was absolutely right. If you take it in a vacuum, yeah, it's, it's nothing. But you put them all together, it's a lot, only because of the things that happen. But, again, I have to remind everybody that he's still learning and adjusting. Yes, he doesn't get it yet, but our hope is to not walk away from this guy, but we should encourage and hope that he get it at some point sooner or later and that the people that surround him are starting to educate and preach to him and give him the proper guidance 
that he needs in order to grow up and mature. And at this point, that's what we can only hope for for, for Jameis Winston. But it, it's oh, really definitely. Only- definitely, definitely. And, and I hope that somebody from the university, whether it be some sort of alumni or maybe a Florida State athlete who's in the NFL right now, tries to take him under his wing and try to teach him the proper manners or, or maybe teach him the proper behavior to have. And something, uh, this one uh, quick point on this, I'll try to get off, but uh, something, I think it was after the, the crab legs incident, I believe his father was quoted uh, in a paper in, in, or some news outlet, and he basically said, well, you know what, Florida State needs to have security around my son 24-7. And I think that stood out to me because that's like, now wait a minute, you know, Florida State's a big, you know, university and, you know, obviously, you know, they have tons of other kids that are on scholarship. They have the responsibility to look after a whole bunch of other kids. So it's like, for me, when I hear a comment like that coming from his father, it almost makes me feel that there was something, some sort of, uh, disconnect, or maybe there was just some something didn't uh, click in his upbringing mm-hmm. to to where you got to feel that now your son, who's had been in tons of incidents since he had been on campus, uh, to to the point where you feel that they need security, almost like the the Pac-Man Jones, you know, right, security or something. And it's like, you know, there's things that he's, you know, there's. Luckily for him, there's tons of people that are around him that are hopefully going to help guide him in the right place. But at the same time, as a man or as an adult, you got to learn, you know, sometime between right and wrong. And that's all I can hope for uh, as this young man, that he hope that he will learn quick enough so he doesn't destroy his uh, career in the NFL. Right. Definitely, definitely. As always, Blackfish, man, we appreciate you for calling in, man. All right, thank you. Hey, I, I'm hey. sorry, sorry. I don't have any any bars or anything to spit. But, <laughs> but thank you. But thanks for taking my call. Keep up the good work on this and Dead End Hip Hop. Thank uh, you, definitely, man. Thank man. You. We appreciate, appreciate it, man. <laughs> hey, hey, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, hey. Real quick, uh, just in case you're still listening, I do. Uh, James Winston obviously is totally responsible for his actions. Uh, what his dad said uh, was was really um, a sense of entitlement, I guess, and, and privilege because they got a kid right. that that still can go to the next level. So he's absolutely right there. There, there's definitely some. It, it, if him saying that shows that, yeah, his his upbringing uh, sounds like he may not have had the things that that he needed in order to learn how to manage himself on this big stage now. And I'm pretty sure, knowing that a kid like that growing up in Bessemer, Alabama, which is just a few miles from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, uh, mm-hmm. a kid like that everything he wanted and probably got away with a lot of things because of who he was and his talent. So now that he's on this national stage and he's in the spotlight, again, he's having to learn how to manage himself so, you know, he won't continue, continuously end up caught up in these situations. That, that he's in. So, and look, man, I, I trust me, I, I dated females in Bessemer, Alabama. I've been to the city, man. I, and this is not, I'm not dissing Alabama or anything like that, but I understand what it's like and the mindset of growing up 
in, in, in a country or a small city in town. I, I it, they think completely different, dog. It, they just do. And you know, so it, he's not growing up in the city. He's growing up in Bethel, Alabama, and, and trust me, it's, it's, it's things are just different there. So anyway, we can move on. <laughs> Definitely three four. Seven, I'm about to give myself on number six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're locked in to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Wolf Kyle, and tonight we're talking everything in and around sports, man. Let's jump back to it, man. FIFA, I'll start with you, man. What, what was your take? What stood out to you this past weekend in the NFL? Oh man, you know, um, I didn't get to watch too, wake up, too much. Uh, Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, I, I didn't didn't say you, wake up. I, I didn't, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, you, I, I see you retweet the picture. I'm over here <laughs> to everybody like, man, you know, I'm typically not quiet, but I'm being quiet at night. But um, <sighs> I think uh, what stood out to me this week in, in the limited action that I see is, um, I, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. Um, I don't think it's like the... I don't think it's the biggest thing. Again, I didn't watch every game, but, you know, um, listening to the beach for the joint contest last night would be um, we were watching in and out the, 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 the Jets and Bears game. And I, I, I honestly have to say, I didn't think Mark Tressman can do it, but he mm-hmm. has Jay Cutler looking pretty good, man. And, um, he does. Uh, again, I, I, I don't think that that's the biggest thing, um, but I, I do think that it's big for Chicago. Um, obviously, they turn on Jay Cutler uh, at the drop of a hat, but I think that if he's going to solidify himself in that city as arguably the best quarterback to play for that city, he has to win the division. They have to go far this year, and I think that they're poised to do that. Now, the defense is falling off of a cliff since Lovey has left, um, but we all know it's about putting up points and just you know trying to outscore the, the, the rest of your opponents. So I, I think that they do have the weaponry to really be a dynamic force in the NFC. Um, hopefully they could get a little bit more balance. I know that, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty decimated in, in their secondary as well. Um, but I, I, I like Mark Trustman. I, I, I was a little skeptical of him and Jay Cutler, but it looks like they have that quarterback coaching synergy that you need in the NFL to be a successful team and it looks like they really have that. So that 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 that, that really stood out to me yesterday. What about you, B? What what stood out to you in the NFL this past weekend? Man, I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all about Arizona Cardinals, man. Arizona Cardinals Yeah, you did. They 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 I'm telling you, they don't be surprised if they be that sleeper second place. Or, you know, possibly first place squad in the NFC West, you know, because I, I, like I was telling people, defensively, they are, they're almost pretty much built just like um, Seattle Seahawks. But the way they was down at halftime against the San Francisco 49ers and the way they scored 17 unanswered points, shut out 49ers the whole complete second half, I was like, these boys might be, they, 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 they might be that surprise. They might be that surprise team as far as, like, you know, they might win the NFC West. Like and, and no one see that saw that coming, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, hey, Arizona, that was that was my surprise. I you know I I knew their defense was was really good, but I didn't think they were gonna step it up offensively like the way they did, you know, in the second half. And yeah, them boys bought out. So, yeah, Arizona Cardinals. Okay, okay. What about you, Ken? What what stood out to you this past weekend in the NFL? 
Uh, the Patriots, man. I was I, I was really surprised that they struggle struggle with a team like um, like Raiders. Uh, Raiders. Was it the Raiders that, that, that played? Yeah, they, they they couldn't beat the Raiders decisively. You know, um, and, and you know I, I don't know what's going on in New England, man. But but Brady hasn't looked good. Uh, maybe Gronk is still trying to get himself together um, so that he's fully healthy. So that that was something to watch. Um, I, I give Denver a lot of credit. They showed a lot of heart because they were getting smashed, and I, I didn't, I didn't think they were going to come back at all. Um, uh, moving on, I think uh, uh, New Orleans uh, struggled with with uh, Minnesota. Uh, that was surprising, especially with how hot they came out the gate. And finally, um, Jacksonville. Finally, they're turning to Blake Bortles, man. And when I saw how bad Cat Henny was. That was one of the first things people and I was talking about. I was like, man, they, they got to play Blake Bortles. And he's just, he's just not cutting. He's just not good right. enough. So, um, so he has to go. If you're going to lose, you might as well lose with, with, with him, who's shown that he can move the offense far better than, than Cat Henny. And, um, and <laughs> after what B was saying, Colin Kaepernick, man, uh, everybody's a golden boy, man. Uh, you know, he, uh, he he's struggling right now, so I'm, I'm watching San Francisco closely to see what happens from here. Definitely, I think for me, man, uh, what stood out to me really uh, the three teams that are undefeated: uh, Cincinnati Bengals, the Cardinals from Ari- the Arizona Cardinals, and the Philadelphia Eagles. If you had said at the beginning of the season that these three teams would be undefeated. Through three weeks of football, I'd have told you that, that you were crazy. Um, I think each team have has been very sound, and, and and especially a team like the Cardinals. When you look at where they are in the uh, in the eight, excuse me, in the NFC West, I mean, obviously they still have to play San Francisco and, and Seattle. Um, I, I thought that was a great game between the Broncos and, and and Seattle. I think the Broncos. I think if you give if Peyton Manning had another shot, I think he he'd take his team down. I mean, Peyton Manning show why he is. One of the best. Now he had that interception uh, that Cam Chancellor had it right there in the, in the red zone, but he came back, took his team down the field in a short, and that's why he's elite. Uh, Russell Wilson, I thought, and I totally disagree with what Q said earlier. Russell Wilson not better than Andrew Luck, but Russell Wilson made the plays that he had to make to get his team down the field. I think he's a game manager. I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing for him, um, but I think you know Russell Wilson did what he had to do to get his team down the field and and put them in scoring position, and that's where they were. So um, I think that's a good thing for them. Um, the other thing that stood out to me, man, is the 49ers being one and two. Uh, I know there's a lot of rum- – there was some rumblings uh, uh, coming into the season, Harbaugh's contract. You know, you got guys like Alden Smith who's being, who got suspended. You got Bowman who's not back yet. I think they don't expect him back until midseason. The defense doesn't look as invincible as they used to. Um, and Colin Kaepernick, man, teams, they want him to throw the ball. They want to stop San Francisco from running the ball. And I saw on I – I checked the box score Sunday when I found out that they lost. Frank Gore had 13 yards rushing, and uh, his his backup, Carlos Hyde, Carlos Hyde, had 10 yards rushing. So, you know, 
that's not winning football for the uh, 49ers. And I think Kaepernick led him in rushing with 54 yards. I think if teams can box him in and make him throw the ball, as Ken and I have been, we've been very critical of Colin Kaepernick. Um, the 49ers, like I said, when Q called in earlier, uh, they play the Eagles this weekend. Uh, it's a must-win for them. It's a must-win for them. You don't want to go uh, one and three and really be behind the eight ball in the NFC. Uh, we got full phone lines. Keep the phone calls coming. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to area code 405. 405, you're on with Dead in Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys, what's up? It's Sean Reedy from Norman, Oklahoma. Sean, what's going, what's on, going on, on? What's good? What's good, you guys? How are we doing tonight? Everybody's good, man. Right. How are you doing, good, man? Good. Yeah, good. I was just going to say what stuck out to me this week on uh, the NFL is that I just – I can, and you already kind of said it. I cannot believe that the Eagles continue to win every game they played this year, after <laughs> and coming back on <laughs> all of their freaking games. As a Cowboys fan, it pisses me off just for one thing. So, but just from like a football standpoint, I think that there might actually be some sort of science to Chip Kelly's fast, athletic offense that they might actually just be wearing the defense down and actually getting it to the point where they can actually come back and win these games. It, it is just mind-blowing to me that they keep on winning games. Yeah, man, yeah, and, and the Eagles, I think, were favored to win the East, but the way that they played and, and they've really, you know, we, we talked about it during the preseason. We didn't think that uh, people, we thought that people probably would get a lot of film on Chip Kelly's offense and have them figure it out, man. But they, they get on the field and, and they get it going. Now, it'll be interesting to see how they play against uh, their divisional rivals, uh, the Giants and the Cowboys uh, going forward. They haven't played them yet. But um, still still in all, man, 3-0 and is a very good start for Philly. I, I think if you're an Eagles fan, I think you, you like the way and, and like the position that they're in right now. You know, I, I think the Eagles are, are surprising, man, because – you know, in, in every game, they, they should have been beaten down. Bold have, uh in the first two games have just been a flat-out terrible. You know, he's missing over receivers and very routine passes. But then something happens in the second game, and they just snap. And they just mm-hmm. started, start lighting people up. And and the, the thing that I noticed the most about the Eagles is that at some point in the second half, somebody always ends up wide open. And and I don't know how that happens. And Foles just always connects on them. But maybe and, – and, and you know what? They even won that game without LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy was right. terrible. Yeah. And they still managed to win that game. And the defense isn't that good, but maybe you're right. Maybe that there is something to what Chip Kelly is doing by wearing these guys out. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if they last for 16 games, though. That will be interesting to see. Definitely, definitely. You got anything else for us tonight, Sean? I guess not, man. You guys have a good night. Take it easy. No, hey, man, hey, thanks wait, for calling wait. in. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Phone number, Sean, called uh, 646-478-0356. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to, let's see, where were we? Let's go to area code 773. 773, you're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jack, man. Jock, what's going hey, what's on, up? brother? I'm going. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What you got uh, for us tonight, big man? Win, big win for the Bears yesterday. 
Uh, yeah, man, huge win for the Bears, man. Yeah. Huge win for the Bears. Um, I expected them to be uh, two and one going to face Green Bay. I didn't think it'd be this way, which is for the Bills and beating the Niners. But uh, oh well, I'll take it. Um, well, yeah. Look, okay, yeah, that was a good win for for the Bears. But let's be real, man. They they played the Jets. Uh, did we really expect the Jets? Hey, a win is a win is a win, Ken. This year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but kind of look at them. They were they, they were supposed to win that game, man. At least I thought so. I, I didn't. But, I didn't think it but they beat that. the 49ers too, though, man. And the way that uh, they beat the 49ers, that that kind of like solidified them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that they're just cupcakes. Like, I give you the Jets, but at least the Jets defensively, they're still a pretty good team, even with all of their defensive back injuries as well. But that 49ers game, bro, like, come on. Come on, don't, don't don't underestimate what Chicago has been able to do in a short amount of weeks that they've been doing it. Um, I guess. And I, I agree with FIFA. I think I think you know the jury was still out on Trestman, and I mean right now he's got Jay Cutler playing well, and and that says a lot right now. What's playing well though? I mean, I look, mean when you when you're not for for Jay Cutler not not turning the ball over for one. <laughs> Let's start right there. Yeah, no yeah, questions. Uh, got two games, uh, both on the road during the night against uh, teams that really uh, bring the pressure. That's usually where Cutler's prone to make mistakes, and he didn't do that. No, he didn't. But we know it's coming. It, it, it's just a matter of time, I, you know. And and he hasn't put up like gaudy numbers yet. And I, I guess Kyle's point. Yeah, he's not turning in the ball over, so he's not doing. Um, he's not costing them any games, but is he? Is, is that is that playing well? For is that playing well though? Just, you know, I mean, the objective of the quarterback is to both the receivers the chains and not turn the ball over. Banged up. Both of their receivers are banged up right now, and despite that, they, he's still not turning the ball over. Okay, All against right. really good defenses. Valid. Valid. All right. And hey, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Jock, you correct me if I'm wrong, but they've got a big one coming up this weekend against uh, Green Bay, right? Yeah. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen during that game. The Bears, <laughs> are, the Bears are banged up in the secondary, despite that they were up to uh, – I actually right. like what the Bears defense has been doing recently. Um, despite both back-to-back games losing uh, pretty much their entire secondary, and they're still able to prevent uh, – Opposing team from scoring in the end zone. Um, I really like uh, Kyle Fuller, the uh, Bears first round. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Fuller's that guy, ball, gonna ball, that guy's gonna be big. Um, yeah, and the player. Packers, the Packers have not looked good at all this year. They have. I mean, when uh, Matthew Stafford turns the ball over three times, you should win that game, and they didn't do that. And you know what's bad, Jock? I picked them to go, to go to the Super Bowl, so they, they're making me look bad right now, man. I, I think you beat uh, – who was the coach of the Lions before Caldwell took over? Uh, short, 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 short. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you'll beat – yeah, you'll beat his Lions if, if Stafford turns the ball over like that. I think Caldwell brings a different mentality. So it's not as easy, but I, I do agree. Any anybody turn over the ball three times, you know, you would think that they would win win that game, especially when you're the Green Bay Packers and you have a high prolific offense like that they have or supposed to have. But uh, Detroit's defense is, is, is something to be reckoned with. 
No doubt, no doubt. You got anything else for us tonight, Jock? Um, yeah, uh, I want to quickly talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, a lot of teams pick them to, uh, a lot of people pick them to be like the big surprise team. You know, Levy Smith's there now and Josh McCown's the quarterback. Right. And, I mean, they at first they lose to, at home to two backup quarterbacks. And right. And then when they go on the road against a, a starting quarterback, a really good quarterback, they get crushed. And uh, shout out to Devin Hester for uh, beating yes, the kickoff return record. Really wish you would have done that with the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I think Falcons fans, thank you for delivering Devin Hester. Yeah, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers unfortunately bought into Josh McCow and and um and, and he just wasn't that, that guy that they thought he was. Um, coming out of Mark Treston's system and they ended up with the backup quarterback in the starting role. And they have they're having to live with the results. I think it's gonna take time for for Stuff to turn it around and get some of his players in there. Uh, in order for them to compete and and play the way that that he envisions them playing, no doubt, no doubt. You got anything else for us tonight, Jock? Uh, no, not much. Uh, have a good one. All right, man. As always, All thanks right, for man. calling in, Jock. We appreciate it. All right, see ya. Peace. Phone number, Jock. Call six four six four seven eight zero three five six again six four six. Four seven eight zero three five six. You are locked in to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle, joined by my partners in crime, Beezy, FIFO, and Ken. Hit us up six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So, in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at BlogTalkRadio.com backslash dead end sports you can also check us out on stitcher if you have a android or an iphone just go to your application store download the stitcher application for free search dead end sports subscribe upload and listen to us at your leisure at home or on the go Uh, you can also check us out on itunes subscribe to us on itunes Hey, and if you will, leave a review for us. We will read all reviews, particularly your five-star reviews on the air. Um, let's jump back to the phone lines, man. We got full phone lines. Let's go to area code 205. 205. 205. You're locked in live with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, <clears throat> this is uh, Captain Sneak. How are y'all? Captain Sneak, what's going on, hey, brother? What's going on? Uh, what's going on? Um, just, I guess, three takeaways from this week. Uh, well, first thing, I'm a Patriots fan, and, uh, yeah, the offense has been struggling terribly, and I think some of that has to do with Patriots trading Logan Mankin, and, uh, you know, right. it's just uh, something familiar for Brady, you know, knowing that, you know, Mankin's going to man the left guard position, you know, it's some, you know, someone you trust. And also, I think that, as a Patriots fan, we drafted Nate Soldier, very high in the draft in 2011, uh, replacing Matt Light, who was a solid left tackle for 10 years of the Patriots. And Soldier just gets regularly beat, uh, usually gets a flag and stuff. And, you know, he's a good, he's a really good player, but he's still, you know, progressing in his fourth year. Not quite where he is. And I think one thing for, uh, you know, I, I heard this on uh, Numbers Never Lie, and they were talking about okay. Brady and the and I think that he is, 
but at the same time, I think that a lot of it is he just, you know, he don't have that trust that he had with, like, Aaron Hernandez, Russ Lucker, Gronk, you know, Gronk, you know, getting back to being healthy. Uh, you know, he just doesn't have a lot of trust right now. And hopefully, for my sake and for Patriots fans' sake, that they'll, uh, you know, get better as the season goes along. But I really feel good about their defense. Uh, you know, I think Revis is still kind of getting back into tip-top shape. But I really think if Browner comes back, the secondary will be solidified. And I think the defense might have to carry him this year. So I just wanted to know what you thought about the Patriots, uh, you know, on both sides. Uh, B, you want to jump on that? Uh, what's, what's your take on the Patriots, man? Uh, yeah, I, I, Patriots are struggling. I remember at the beginning of the season when we was going through our division, I mean, we clearly had, you know, Patriots winning that division. Now, right, know, right, 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 we did. Yeah, yeah. I think all of us did. It was like a consistent. We did, yeah. It wasn't even a question. But, you know, at the end of the day, still, I, and I said this before, I think the first three weeks of the NFL is like the preseason for the starters. Now we're about to have these vibes kick in. You know, NFL is a long season. You know, it's a brutal 17 weeks. So, you know, never know. The Patriots might get the ball rolling, you know, maybe by week seven or week eight. We don't know. But right now, yeah, they do look they do look kind of shaky. They do make me want to say, hey, maybe well, Buffalo Bills might take the heat or, or, you know, maybe Miami Dolphins. But I don't know. I don't know if this is personnel problems. It's like I would think their running game would be a lot better than what, you know, on paper because, you know, you got really he's healthy. Marines back healthy and you know, and but the wideouts is still kinda iffy. So I don't know. I mean Brady's still gonna be Brady. If if he took that team he had to the AFC championship, hey, anything's possible. Anything is possible at this point. I, I agree with B. I, I think um I, I think that they just well, I guess what's uncharacteristic for me, um, Captain Sneak is that they're they're off to a slow start and that's not normally what we see from New England. We normally see nope. them, you know, kind of hitting full stride just from out the gate. Um, but yep. as long as they got Belichick and a healthy Brady, man, I, I think they definitely have enough to win. Like I said, I picked them to come out of the East. I think they got enough to make it. I think they have enough to make it to the AFC conference game. So um, to face off against Denver, I really think they have that that kind of talent. Um, you know, and three three games don't make a season, but uh, I, I think they're still in good shape. It's just going to take it's, it seems like it's taking them just a little longer than they normally do. Um, you you got anything else for us tonight, Captain Sneak? Uh, just uh, one more thing. I just, uh, you know, take, take away from the uh, Denver-Seattle game. You know, I know True. everybody's gonna, you know, saying that uh, Peyton Manning led them to this comeback and it was incredible and whatnot. But for me, the thing that stuck out is, yet again, for three quarters and ten minutes, Seattle dominated, and Seattle's defense made uh, Manning uncomfortable. You know, he was under duress. Uh, you know, really, besides Emmanuel Sanders and Wes Walker late, you know, nobody was really doing anything for Denver, um, you know, in the passing game, and they didn't do anything on the run game. Uh, so, for me, my takeaway is that Seattle, uh, in my opinion, is still the best team in the league. They have, I think they have the most talent. I think they, I think they got the best coach in the league, and I think that um, Denver did show some toughness, you know, with those pieces that they added on defense and being able to make plays to get back in the game. But I still think Seattle is still a little bit ahead of Denver, 
Um, of course, if they meet again, who knows? Because the thing in the NFL is that the the more you get familiar with the team, you know, the less and less effective they are. So, you know, may, that may be what Seattle's undoing eventually is. It's just people getting more familiar and finding out different, you know, the, the ways to beat them and stuff. And I thought they, and one last thing, I thought they didn't go to the tight end enough because, you know, Gates killed uh, uh, Seattle, you know, all, all game long. And they did not go to Julius Thomas enough, in my opinion. Yeah, they, they got to get him involved. And, and I, you know what, I, I don't know what was and, – and I think I kind of said it out loud. I was watching it with my son. I was like, what is Julius What is Julius, Julius Thomas doing? Like, he was almost a non-factor. Running. Great game. I think, uh, I think one thing, just to piggyback on your point, I think if you get Seattle and New England – excuse me, yes, excuse me, Seattle and Denver versus each other, playing against each other on a neutral site – uh, <laughs> I think Manning Manning might come up, he might come out on top. I mean, it's hard to win in Seattle, but a great game, a great game on um, a great game on Sunday. Uh, we're up against it, man. We got to jump to a couple more calls. Captain Sneak, definitely appreciate you for calling in, brother. Thank you very much. Have a good night, guys. Oh man, anytime. Thanks right, for well, calling in. Phone number he called three. Excuse me, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Let's jump back to the phone lines, man. Keep the phone calls coming, man. We got a lot of people on the line here. Let's jump to area code two five four. Two five four. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? What's good, people? It's uh, Nate from Texas. Nate, what's going on, good brother? I uh, mean, I'm good. Vikings fan from Texas at that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I saw you post that in the chat room, man. I, I know. How does a Vikings fan end up in Texas? Uh, long story short, my <laughs> family hates the Cowboys, so it was either the Redskins or the Vikings, and uh, I just went with the Vikings. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. What you got for us tonight, man? I just wanted to know uh, what what y'all think about this uh, potential new era with uh, Bridgewater starting, and uh, do you think it's going to be pretty good or is going to be some struggles first? Man, he's hey, a rookie. Yeah, go ahead, people. I was gonna ask. Yeah. I wanted to hear what you had to say. Yeah, he he's a rookie, man. Um, and, and he, I think he, I think he has the potential to be really good. Um, but you know, I don't think that he's just gonna come in and just dominate. But he does have one advantage on his side, and that is North Turner. Uh, I think North Turner is going to craft the game plan for him to succeed. Um, now, does he? Does he exceed that? I don't know. But I think that he'll have everything lined up. But, you know, that offense isn't a great offense, especially without AP in the lineup. Um, you got Greg Jennings, you know, um, the, can Bridgewater elevate him? We don't know. Does he really have the arm talent in the NFL? He made a couple throws that looked pretty good. But, you know, we got to see him. Um, but I do think he has all of the potential in the world, and I think that moving forward, I think that this is the quarterback of the future for the Minnesota Vikings, um, finally. Do you go back to Matt Castle? Hell no. To do that to me? Hell no. No. I think when scenarios like this happen, like, you got to go with the youngster, especially because you don't have AP – like, realistically, you're the third or fourth best team in that division. Like, you're, you're not going to win, so you so you got to get Bridgewater 
the the most amount of reps possible out there just so that you know going in what do we need to build on to make him even better you know uh so 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 now nah, i don't think you go back to castle the future starts now um because you even have to start looking beyond ap because realistically like does ap have five more good years we don't know you know he might take the rest of this year off depending on what happens with his case uh so that might prolong his career but I think that right now is Bridgewater's turn, man, and, and, and the future is now for them. Yeah, I agree. It's unfortunate it had to be an injury for it to happen, but I think he should have got his chance in the third preseason game against the Chiefs. When after mm-hmm. Rimmer said it was supposed to be a, a fair competition for the spot, I felt like right. Rimmer should have given some rest with the ones in preseason. You know what? To be honest, man, I, and and I watched him during the preseason. Nate, I thought I thought he I, I thought he outplayed Castle. I honestly thought he outplayed Castle, and and I think yeah, it's gonna too, be I, I think it's gonna be interesting to see. I know they got um you know the Falcons coming in this weekend. Uh, I think it's a four thirty kickoff, uh, so it should be a pretty good game. And and the Falcons, you know, they come in riding high off that win against uh, Tampa, but you know. Uh, the thing is, they don't have a lot of game film on Bridgewater outside of what you know he did uh, in mop-up duty against the Saints and then some preseason games. But Teddy Bridgewater can play. He just doesn't have a lot of weapons around him, and obviously not being able yeah. to turn around and hand the ball off the 28. Um, yeah. Let me throw That's this question to you before we before we get you out of here. Um, I read a report today that said Adrian Peterson, according to some unnamed high-ranking officials with the Vikings organization, is done in a Vikings uniform. Do you think that's true? Hold on, say that again. <laughs> I, I, said, I read a report earlier today that said from a, a, a an unnamed high-ranking official that with the Vikings that they think that Adrian Peterson is done in a Vikings uniform. Do you think that that's true? Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't really like entertaining speculation. Mhm. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, you know, I just I'm I don't gonna let the case play out, and, and after that, then I don't even agree with the whole media thing blowing everything out of proportion in the first place. But we'll just we'll just see. I don't know. I I don't think so, but we'll see. You know, honestly, okay. I think in, in today's age, especially with, with, with the pictures that we've seen. I think that is the best move for the Minnesota Vikings, um, just from a PR standpoint. Um, I don't think Adrian Peterson is done, obviously, but I think that personally, if I was running the Minnesota Vikings, I don't think I would let AP go, but that is just me. But I, I think that it's not a bad move. I, you know, I don't think it, it, it should be the move, but if they make that move, I don't blame them. Um, you know, you... you you kind of have to, you know, save face right now. And that right there is just not a good situation. You don't want your organization linked to that. Um, and somebody else will pick him up and he'll still have a Hall of Fame career. It'll just be a minor blip. Um, you know, stuff happens, man. It's life. Um, and so, sometimes you lose your job just to find a better one. You know, um, look at LaDainian Tomlinson. He waited too long to, to try to get to a championship team. Uh, you know, right now I think AP can still go to somewhere else and and really be the difference. So, I I look, you know, it might be for the best. Oh, well, I don't want to see it happen though. 
You got anything else for us tonight, Nate? Uh, nah, man, that was it. I just wanted to call in and uh, say I like the show. I'm going to peep, uh, peep in y'all's show more often. Definitely, definitely. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. And make sure that, and and not just you, Nate, but everybody listening, make sure that you go to YouTube.com backslash Dead End Sports. Our new video should be dropping tomorrow, right, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, new video. Yeah, the new uh, Dead End Sports video will drop tomorrow on our YouTube channel. So go to our channel, subscribe, and watch. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Thanks for calling in, Nate, man. We appreciate it. All right, appreciate it. Peace. Appreciate it. Phone number, uh, Nate called, 646-478-0356. We got about, about 13, 14 minutes left in the show. Oh, man, this is yellow. This is just yellow, yellow. Okay, let's go to area code 704. 704, you're on the air with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, my name is JR. I'm calling from Charlotte. How you doing tonight? JR, what's going on, oh, brother? Good. Nothing good. It's not much. I just had a couple questions real quick. Um, first yeah. question, was, I guess, how y'all feel about the um, the whole overtime situation? Because I feel like with the whole Broncos and Seahawks game, I feel like if you gave Peyton Manning a shot, then it would have been a whole a whole different game. It's like a game that good just come down to luck to see who get the first uh, see who get the first ball. How y'all feel about that? You want to jump on that one, people? Oh, I, I mean, everybody can tackle it, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, by me, you know, like watching college, you know, football a lot, I do think the pros should kind of pick up on the same overtime, you know, uh, rules as the college. You know, you score, you score, you get the other chance team to, to score. If you score again, and if your, your team can put up a touchdown on field goal and your defense can stop them, then so be it. Y'all get the win. I, I, I really do think that first – First point, first score, first win. I've never, I've really, truthfully, I've never liked that since I've been watching football. I always think the other team should get a shot to try to score, and then I think the defense should get a chance to try to stop them. So that's just my personal opinion. I've always felt that I think the NFL should take the overtime rule from college, and, and you know, you get a ch- you get a chance for a team to score. That's just me. Yeah. Right, I well, think yeah, um, I, I, you know, man, I. I <laughs> I don't know, and I'm not a fan of either team, but I don't know about y'all, but I was like, when Seattle scored, I was like, damn, man, I would have liked to have seen Manning at least get a shot to take it down the field. Now, I understand that the NFL and why they do it, they do it because of time constraints and things like that, because I think that game probably finished Eastern Standard Time. It was almost 8 o'clock. So if even if you give Manning and the Broncos another drive, uh, you know, it's eight fifteen, eight twenty. You're almost leading into the, the the night game, and they do it for commercial reasons and sponsors and stuff like that, and advertising. So I get it that the NFL is actually trying to cut, and that was the reason why they. I don't know if many of you guys know this, but the reason why they took the replay out of the stadiums into New York City is because they wanted to cut down on the time that the referees were spending looking at the videos and stuff like that during the game. So they're trying to cut down the time, and I think. Having that extra, like B said, having that extra scenario where you would have to go down and uh, score another, t- or at least getting that, the opportunity to score another touchdown, um, would be, you know, would make the game even longer. So, uh, much like you, man, um, Jr., I would love to see it happen. I, at this point, I don't think the competition committee is going to let it happen, though. 
I mean, but at you, this point, why? I mean, they, they did it for the they do it for the playoffs, so why not regular season? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Well, they they do it for the playoffs, but but I, I feel Kyle where you're coming from. I, and you know what I think that the NFL needs to do? I just think that they to shorten down the games even more. Get rid of point after touchdown. It's ninety plus percent, regardless of right. where you kick it from. A touchdown should be worth seven. If you want to go for two, you could get up to nine points. If you miss the two-point conversion, you go down to six. That's it. And, and, and that way you just cut it out. And, and, and that will speed up the game. And then that way I, I, I agree. I think that even in the regular season, even if you score a touchdown, that the other team should have an opportunity to score a touchdown as well. And then I think that's the only way that it should go into a tie in a regular season game. But in the playoffs, somebody needs to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So my second question was, how do y'all feel about, I guess, the strength of the whole NFC? Because, I mean, now I think about it, like I can only think of like the Eagles, um, maybe a couple more teams. I can't think of off the top of my head. But it's like it's not too many. Or Seahawks. I forgot about them. But it's not like too many strong teams. You know, like just solid competitors in the NFC. Nah, there there are no standout teams outside of the Seahawks right now. I think, you know, I think a lot of teams are still trying to figure it out. And I, you know, and I mean, I would have to look at it. But to me, I think injuries are really throwing off a lot of teams right now because a lot of uh, key players are getting hurt early. But yeah, the the NFC outside <laughs> of the Seahawks is a little weak. Definitely. You you got anything else for tonight, Jr. Uh, just a quick comment. I was um, I was looking at one of y'all videos earlier. I was ranking the um top five running backs for the year, and I thought it was interesting because um I'm in the fantasy league and I had the first overall pick, and I had actually picked Shady McCoy for uh, me too. My first I did too. I one of my leagues. I did too. And I, don't know, I just feel like uh, I mean, even though I mean, I think um. If you think about AP, he's a better, like, between the tackles running back. Like, he can pretty much run just about anybody over. I think, like, McCoy, for his system, he get, like, multi-purpose yards. Like, he can catch off the of screens. He's evasive. I don't know. I just feel like McCoy got more uses in his system than what uh, Peterson does in his. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Look, man, Peterson catch they just don't they just never ruin the ball. He's not the same I, type of back, Ken. He's just not the same type of back, bro. Look, this boy Shady McCoy is the most elusive back since Barry Sanders and when Barry Sanders was in the league he was the baddest man in the league. So again, not taking anything from AP because he's a bad boy too, but Shady McCoy and the way that he's utilized there's nobody better. All right, all right man. See what you did, man. Ken and I haven't agreed on anything tonight, but we definitely agree on AP being number one. Yeah. Hey, well, definitely. Thank, thank you for checking out that video, man. Hey, pass the word, uh, JR. Tell everybody that you know about Dead End Sports, man. We definitely appreciate the support, man. No problem. I appreciate it. Hey, real quick, before you get off the line, JR, you said you're in Charlotte, right? Yeah. Did you see the outfit that Cam Newton had on at the press conference <laughs> last night? 
Man. Nah, but I heard about it. He was wearing like leggings or something. I don't oh know. I man, hey it. man, he looked. Remember how Russell Russell Westbrook was dressing at the finals uh, in the playoffs last year? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he looked like he got fashion tips from Russell Westbrook, man, for real. Uh, I was just man, wondering if what I, people were saying in Charlotte about it. I mean, I'm not even a Panthers fan, honestly. But um, nah, yeah, I haven't seen it. I think he's a yeah, man. Cam, Cam, Cam was out there looking like Flash and the Five Heartbeats, man. <laughs> that ain't no good. <laughs> it's lonely. Hey, Jay. Jay, uh, thanks for calling in, brother. We appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Peace. Phone number JR called 646 four, <laughs> 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 Get my new soul out. It's lonely at the top. <laughs> Oh, for those of you listening, if you've never seen the Five Heartbeats, please do yourself a favor. Go rent that movie, man. Go go rent it. You go check it out. You definitely need to see it. Um, oh man, man, the show was going by so fast, man. Do we? Let me see how, how much time we got. We got plenty of time to get into our fantasy. Um, real real quick, man. Can talk, man. Go ahead and talk. You got two minutes, man. Uh, man, you know what? I'm used. To- Beef by now, so I don't even have much to say, man. I'm God. not even gonna brag. All I know is that I'm three and zero in the league. I'm off to a good start. Adrian Peterson is costing me in the other league. I went four and one this week. I mean, I'm just a bad man. That, that's all. And I would have won this guy. Hands to the face. If they didn't call that, I would have been. I would have been five and zero. But that cost me just like it cost you and L. Kyle. So I mean, get rid of, get rid of Kyle, man. I'm, I'm, I'm you know. I do this in my sleep, man. Anyway, but uh, y'all will be ass. So up next, at some point, I gotta play people, and uh, hopefully, I'm trying to go three and against us. So we'll see what happens. How did you do fantasy wise this week? Be real quick, man. Oh, awful. My only, my only satisfying ass was was against you, and I, and I'm three and <laughs> on the defense, and I'm three and on the defense. This, this was a bad week, though. I'm putting this week behind me. I only scored 49 points in my main league, so I, I am Damn, behind me. Yeah, man. this It was awful. Awful. What about you, people? How, how, did, how did you make out this week? Man, I went 4-1 and one this week. It was a great Uh-oh. week for me. I'm, I'm, yeah, man. And, and in three out of my five leagues, I scored the most points. And in the real NFL, I had Jamal Charles and another heavy hitter on the bench because they was out. And I still scored the most points because of Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. I already knew that combo. Yeah, you, yeah I saw I saw those numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, real talk, uh, that defensive league, I'm 0-3, so fuck you, B. <laughs> <laughs> I think that defensive league is set up, man. I, I'm 0-3 in the defensive league. Um, man, I, I lost a heartbreaker, man, in our dead-end sports league, man. I, I lost by three. I, I came into last night's game needing four points from Brandon Marshall. Uh, as someone alluded to earlier, Brandon Marshall was hurt. Brandon Marshall had one catch. I got one point for Brandon Marshall. Ended up losing by three freaking points. Um, so I, I got to go back to the drawing board, man. Uh, tough week for your boy, but I'm, I'm going to bounce back fantasy football-wise. I promise you. I promise you. Um, we're getting notification. We got about 90 seconds, man. First and foremost, got to shout out everybody in the chat room that came through. Uh, Audie, Black Fist Up. DSTXB, uh, my girl Kai Love uh, from the Pisces Life Podcast, uh, Shinobis, 
the ends and my man Tiago Splitter. Also, everybody else that was in the chat room earlier. Uh, the people that called in, my man Deshaun who called in and bust the freestyle for us for the first time on Dead End Sports. Uh, Black Fist Up, our boy Q, the six man, uh, Sean, Joe, Captain Sneak, Nate, and JR. Uh, if you missed any parts of tonight's show, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash Dead End Sports. Um, if you're a uh, fan of hip-hop, check out my show tomorrow night, uh, blogtalkradio.com backslash 12kyle. We're going to be talking about five mics, all of the albums that have received five mics. Um, so we're definitely going to be talking about that tomorrow oh. night, with my man, me and my man Eclectic, so you don't want to miss that if you are a hip-hop fan. Uh, make sure that you come back next week. We're going to be talking sports high and heavy. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. For B, for Ken, for FIFO, I'm your host, 12kyle. We'll holler at you next week. Peace. Peace. Kyle should retire from fantasy football. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Dude, 0-3 is struggling. He 0-3 is struggling. I mean, that defense league is bogus. No, I'm the one to run the panel. You 0-3 in that league, too.